Good afternoon. What happened to my voice? <laughs> we are back from the break. From the break, a new year. A new year. 2019. New times, a new new purpose, yes. new energy, yes. new everything. Uh, welcome back to Two Dope Teachers and a Mic. My name is Gerardo Munoz. Your boy Kevin Adams. And we are broadcast. I was gonna say broadcasting live. But <laughs> we're live broadcasting. We, we are alive. You listening and we are to it. Live. I have the sun like right in my face from where we're sitting right now. This is gonna be really annoying. Do you want after me to? A while. Do you want me to keep? Um. Do you have your key? I thing? got it. Oh, it's not that one. Is this one? Uh-oh. Yeah, Uh-oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Others. No, 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 no. Uh oh. Over here, bro. Over here. Which one? Behind the big sticky notes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. This is where people Folks, this is live podcasting this is, this is right it. here at its best. Is it this one or is it this one? I don't know. I, I can't see what you're doing. There we go. There we go. Got it? Aw. Are you good? Yeah. Well, you're also kind of blind. Yeah, all right, good. If you ever need to borrow it, I got you. I have one. I just don't know where it is. The kids are so impressed. So what we're talking about is this little key thing. A little that, Alan Rich. Yeah, if you if you work in an older school, yes, yes. <laughs> you have those blinds that you cannot adjust if you don't have that little Allen wrench. If for some reason they were like, let's put the blinds in between in the be- windows. In the windows. We so don't the can't want touch anybody touching them. <laughs> Um, for a while, I was like a god on this floor because I had it. <laughs> so kids would like come in and they'd be like, hey, Mr. or Ms. So-and-so wants to borrow your key. And I'd be like, what's it worth to them? Um, but then I would just do it because I'm a nice guy. We are here in Two Dope Studios. We're yes. back. Yes. It's been a little while. It's been a minute. Um, we, we kind of withdrew from everything for about three weeks. Um, <laughs> didn't record, didn't tweet. Didn't post, nothing, we just kind of... We gave you a hiatus. We gave you a little bit of a hiatus because, as it turns out, we are merely two public school teachers from the city of Denver, and we needed that rest. Yes. Rest is important. Rest is really important. Speaking of rest, did you have a good break? I would, I would, I would say that it was mostly good. Yeah. Um, the part with my wife getting plagued was probably not that great. <laughs> the and pl- the plague so is still plaguing your family. It is, it is. And I like, man. I'm. Well, you saw us in the department yes. meeting. Like somebody said, "Well, now I'm sick again." I'm like sliding over <laughs> like, move, a foot. I'm like, we are not, not doing this, this again. Road. We are not doing. Although I still have this cough. And the doctor told me it wasn't a chronic cough, even though I seem to be talking chronically. <laughs> I got some shade. I got some shade for Kaiser. Uh-oh. Like, Let's hear it. y'all are whack. I'm all, all right? for sh- y'all Kaiser are whack. shade. Like, y'all are whack. You do everything to not see your patients, <laughs> and then you're not helpful when you actually see them. But that's a different episode. Um, it's a whole different episode. Could be in the context of a possible work stoppage that may oh, happen at some point yeah. here, right? There's, there's- a little bit of that on the horizon. Other than that, though, um, I had a decent break. Um, it was—it's just good to slow down a little bit. Yes. Um, like, we—we we didn't go anywhere. That's we, good. We thought about going to the mountains, but um, but I think just like being in the in the house was was kind of good and relaxing for me. Just having no place to like be. Yeah. No, no deadlines. I mean, we no saw the we saw the in-laws on Christmas. My in-laws there on Christmas, go. and then. And then my mom and stepdad on Christmas Day, so go. that was all good. Fam you came know. through. What about you? Yeah, it was good. It was good. My daughter has turned 12 years old now. 12 years she's old? Made it 12 what? years old on Christmas Day. But we she's, a, she's, a, she's a dozen right there. Yep, yep. But, uh, you know, we stuck around the house, relaxed, got the chance to play some music. So Wait, so she's good. here. Sophie, when's your birthday? Christmas Day. Christmas Day, that's right. Yes. I remember that. She's the best Christmas you, present I've ever gotten. Do you feel... Like, do you feel like you get robbed a little bit? No. Your your family doesn't do that shady thing of combining Christmas and birthday gifts. No. Ah. Uh, oh. Maybe a little. 
maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. Hey, no shade to you. No, because my, my birthday is two weeks after Christmas. Yeah, yeah. And my parents used to do that nonsense. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like I'd be like, wait a minute, everything is on sale. <laughs> yeah, they were smart. If anything, y'all should buy more things <laughs> on like, my birthday. Nope. Nah. Forget so to combine it. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm December thirteenth. So like whenever you're close to Christmas. Oh, also, you're always like one of those. Like yeah, people are like, oh, yeah. I'll get you. I get you. I'll get you on Christmas. I got you. Yeah. Um. Also, shout out to your wife for seeing me in the oh, grocery yeah, store yeah, parking lot right. and then not telling right. you. Yeah. <laughs> you. And then not telling you. Did you tell? I don't think anybody told Maybe. me. Like. So that's not just a shout out to her. The shout out to your family. I know my family who, doesn't. Who apparently know. hates me. <laughs> like, man, tell we saw we saw that man that puts you in a bad mood. <laughs> we saw your boy. We, tell we saw you. your boy. We weren't gonna say nothing because you might want to <laughs> see him or something. <laughs> so shout outs all over. By the way, in 2019, all my shout outs are gonna be shade. That's it. <laughs> like, if you get a shout out, no you shade. Know that, know that I'm not really shouting you it's out. It's a shady year. It's a shady year. It's a shady year. I don't know if it's a shady year. We'll see. Like, um, we got this new Congress. Man, we got Woo! this new Congress. New Congress. We had the. Um, there was a, a Native American woman who yes. was sworn in. Uh, I by thought a two traditional Native elder. Yeah. Two Native American representatives uh-huh. now? But one, w- did they both bring in the traditional elder? I don't elder? know if they both brought I think in the someone, traditional elder. I think someone brought I in an two. elder to swear them in. That's a beautiful thing. We have we, Alexandria uh, Ocasio-Cortez from New York. She's she bad. She is bad. My, you know what my favorite thing was, um, and you aren't aware of social media in general, yes. but um, did, did you hear about the video that leaked of her yeah, dancing oh, in oh, college? Of course I did this because because – one thing that women, young ladies, shouldn't do, yep. especially women of color yep. when they're in college, yep. is have fun yeah. dancing. They should have played yeah. around. But I want you to just pull back yep. and rewind to a little hearing of a man named Brett Kavanaugh. We were talking yeah, about heard Donkey Dan heard of him. and Ski <laughs> yep. and all of his boys. And nobody yep. was cr- And when they were talking about drinking all sorts of beer yeah. in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah. Uh, dancing is not against the law unless you live in the f- town where Footloose happened. That's right, that's right. And but, as I understand, but beer that, town, age well, that town changed things because of Kevin Bacon. Oh, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon thank changed you, things. Thank you, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, thank you, Kevin. Shout out to Kevin Bacon for bringing dancing back to that <laughs> fictional town. Yes, yes. <laughs> Shout out to John Lithgow for being <laughs> for being I, a Puritan. Again, but what he got me, it was like, no, it's she true. can't dance. She can't be, like, she was doing nothing. She looked like she was having fun. They don't, I, I think they didn't like that she could dance, that she had rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that was their biggest problem. They were like, wait, wait, she's I would not say to that the beat. Congress is not really known for its rhythmic fortitude. Yeah, now, yeah, but I bet yeah, now it is. Well, it's gone up a little bit. It's like, I mean, our school doesn't have rhythm either. But I love but seeing <laughs> the pictures. I can't remember who it was, but, like, you just saw this change. And I know, like, they talked about that one of the first things they did was they passed a resolution to allow for head covering in right. the House yep. of Congress because it wasn't allowed. And now you yep. have Muslim women who wear head coverings. Yep. And so, like, we are becoming, we are changing. Yeah. Gradual change. Yeah. But it's happening. And yeah. I can't remember the male representative, but he was holding his baby yeah. in there. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, you go, brother, uh, yeah. you go. And I saw other dudes, old, the older cats sitting by him giving him dirty looks like, yeah. what's going on? Well, this is all, now there's babies in yeah. here. And it's, people are covering their heads. It's funny, man. This is, this Strom is. Thurmond is spinning in his grave, for real. For real. He's, he's like, not having this. Yeah, I mean, and my, my favorite part of that whole episode, though, was that they tried to leak this out to discredit her, and her approval ratings went through the roof. Yeah. It's like, no, no. As it turns out, this is a person who's relatable. That's to it. more of the That's country it. than not. 
And uh, so, so like, I've seen Footloose, or what? Not Footloose. So break, bre- uh, what is it called? What's the movie? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Oh right? yeah, that's what yeah, the dance that's came right. from. That's what they were that's doing. Right. That's right. Oh, the like, breakfast to be club. honest, that might be like the whitest thing you could do. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, now, yeah, now you get some of those house parties, and it might be a little bit different. Yeah, so notorious AOC man. Yeah, that's AOC. it. Shout that's out it. to AOC. That's a real shout, shout out. out. Shout that's out. A real shout no out. Shade. No shade. No shade at all. Um. Yeah, so it was good? Yeah, yeah, man. You know, I'm glad. I was about halfway through, I was ready to be back in the groove. I Were was you? Like, yeah, I was like, I, I feel... 10 o'clock I, last night, I still wasn't ready. You weren't ready. <laughs> you weren't ready last night. I should have come in on Friday, though. Yeah, that's a whole different story. That was like the conversation. I was like, if I come in, I'll be motivated to actually do something. If I yeah. stay at home, I'm just going to like get distracted and yeah. do whatever else I want yeah. to do. I think I had kind of made up my mind that I was going to work from home. And so I got some work done at home. but That's like, good. That's good. But some of the work I got done was like working on that bed, just being in it. And <laughs> that was like, the nicest part, just catching up on sleep. Yeah. Like, I never you know, that's not really so a thing, though. That's not yeah, really a thing. I've that's heard not really it's a impossible. Thing. I'm just you saying, can't, catch, can't up. catch up. But I got to tell myself. Pretty I'm soon you're going to look like sleep. me, brother. You're going to look like me one of these days. <laughs> that's not bad. That's yeah. not bad. Well, it could be better for sure. Um,. So uh, I was super excited to come back and recognize that nothing in the building worked. Nothing. <laughs> like, surprise! Like, surprise! No copiers. It's all broken. It's all broken. Um, we're even down to one of the faculty men's rooms. Like one, like no faucets. It's been one faucet since last year, <laughs> now and it's now no it's no faucets right now. And then you have that awkward conversation with the other fellas in the bathroom <laughs> who are kind of like, "Yeah, faucet don't work." It's like, okay. okay. Y'all are going to do something, right? Like, honor system, hand sanitizer, go to a different room, something. 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 But it's – why is that? Like, like, I even came back and my Promethean board didn't really want to work at You're first. like, wait a minute. And I got it going after a while. Now, shout out to the people who don't have Promethean yes, boards that are yes. now playing a little violin for me. But did you get – did you – did you because the last time we talked about the Promethean board, you were trying to track down a bowl. So here's the gra- – oh, yeah, Promethean update. Promethean update. We, we tracked the, the progress of your computer situation, yes, not my yes, Promethean board. Yes. Um, so not only did I receive a new bulb, but when they sent the new bulb, um, our tech guy, Miguel, who's, who's a magician working yes, on this yes. stuff, he comes in and he's like, well, we have a replacement bulb, but I've been told that the projector has been discontinued, so you actually need a new projector. Oh I'm like, well, that <laughs> is just going to be great. Considering how long it's taken to get the bulb from yeah. the from from the distributor, well, they actually came out and put a new projector they in, did. brother. Oh, I got a new projector. Got a new projector. It's really weird because the way it's angled, it looks like it's going to project yeah. into like, the ceiling. It look like but it is look. so on point. It is beautiful. That's the kids good. came in and they're like, "What is up? That is wow. like really clear." Like I've had to keep this middle row of lights off. Yeah, so because you, it does because it'll wash out the yeah, Promethean yeah, yeah, board. Yeah. Now I can have that roll lights it can on. Have it on. Although I don't, because it's that weird. was it's like right. That was the one thing when I came to DCIS because when I was at Mori, I, I got a Promethean board. So we just saying where we work now. I, 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 oh, sorry. <laughs> I think people know. People probably know, but we gotta act like they don't. But when I came to our school that this we school, are at right yep. now, <laughs> I didn't have a Promethean board. I was, yeah. That was the one. No, you that still was the don't one have big one. Adjustment. Yeah. But so what I did was I went and bought the little, uh, the the particle oh, board, the yeah. whiteboard. And oh I yeah, I noticed that. There yeah. was a chalkboard in yeah. there. And I was like, I ain't doing chalk, dude. I ain't doing I chalk. Did, I did chalk for like five years here. So when I got here, there was no screen. I didn't have a projector, and they had no plan. I, you know what I had to ask for? An overhead projector. An over an OHP. An OH. OHP? Yes! See, that's even too young for me. We didn't talk about OHP. No, no. The reason why I call it that is because we were sitting in our teacher ed class. That could be a naughty by nature. And they were, like, talking like, about 
what technology do you have? You know, and they were like, someone was like, do you use the OHP? And everybody was like, what is the OHP? <laughs> what is the OHP? What are you talking? They were like, it's overhead projector. We were like, that's technology? It's 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 technology. I mean, technically a pencil is technology. Like, I'm surprised that, I, I'm, I'm surprised that our, our like school leadership hasn't rolled that out. You have technology. Here's our new, scissors. Here's our new technology initiative. <laughs> A pencil in every hand. Here's a pencil in every hand. We're going one, guys. We're going one to one. One to one with pencils. With pencils. Chairs. Pencils. Every student chairs. gets a pencil. Everybody gets a chair. Everybody gets a chair. Everybody, Everybody gets, gets one piece of paper. Everybody gets one piece of paper. Use the backside. Use the backside. That's like the, that's like two pieces of paper. That's two, whoa. Have you had that question from kids where you're like, you have to write a page? You're like, both sides. Both I'm like, sides. no. If it was both sides, it would be two. <laughs> like that'd be two pages. Well, but you could mean four. I don't know. When did this happen? Like, you're like, I don't. How do we not understand pages? I can't. Man, nothing. One page. Well, there was like. I always would. I took one page to mean one page because I didn't want to write anymore. Yeah. I was like, let me just get to. The yeah. Page. I was just like, one you page, said one page. Done. You said one page. That's one page surface. You tell me on the back. I'm gonna tell you that's one two pages. One page surface. <laughs> so nothing works, and that's fun. How was? Uh, how's your first day back? It was good. It was good. good. The kids seem. The kids seem to be ready for it for the most part. Mm. One of my classes has decreased in size due to some, like, moving around. Yeah, I noticed that. There's a lot of weird movement. Yeah, there's some movement, but it's okay, but uh, I'm excited. Yeah. You know, for my eighth graders, this is it. This is, like, the last semester of middle school Yeah, that's wild. They're going to high school. You know? And some of them are like, that's a big deal. Some of them don't think it's a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) My my child is off to art class. She's out. She's going to art. She's Audi 5,000, 3,000, 5,000. 5,000. 5,000. And was she, it 3000 at one point? 5, probably was. Probably back when I was a kid. So my kid leaves the room in exactly the way that she usually leaves the room that I'm in. That's shaking her head. <laughs> you wait till you have an eighth grader. It's just interesting. I know. Oh, I'm, I feel like I'm on the verge of that constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I mean, this is the part where they blame us. But So yeah. it's a good day back. Yeah. My, my students were not feeling it today. They weren't ready. They weren't feeling it. They weren't it. ready. They weren't feeling it. Like... Yeah, there's just no energy, and um, it's hard. Like, it, it's hard to feel prepared on the first day, right? It is. <clears throat> that is the oddest thing. And I, I still, like, I went to bed last night, and I fell asleep good, and, and, like, I didn't have that laying in bed just thinking about stuff. So I feel like, you know, I'm feeling a little more comfortable. Yep. But then, like, at about 4.30, I woke up. <laughs> like, I couldn't get back to sleep. I yeah. was like... I couldn't, I couldn't get up. I, it was just like... It was just hard this morning. Um, I, it's been a long time since I've had, like, before school anxiety. Like, yeah. I, I don't yeah, really yeah, have yeah, that, anymore. that anymore. Like, I've learned to just kind of, like, unplug. Yeah. But I guess the thing that I kind of figured out today is that it's never perfect, right? Yep. And there's always going to be something. Sometimes it's a little thing, like, you know, oh, I, I didn't make enough copies, so I need to figure out making two more yep, copies yep, yep. of a packet. And sometimes there's no copier. <laughs> right? you got no copier. On the day that you have to pass out a syllabus, right? Like, okay, <laughs> so, here we go. So we kind of worked it out. It's going to be interesting, though. I'm not teaching hip-hop studies for the first time in, yeah, it's been like, a minute, a year and a, a half. A year and a half. Yeah, it's been three straight But semesters. you have the Raza studies? Yeah, so that's going to be really interesting. Is it the same group of kids, or is it a different group of kids? Or so a mix. So our kids don't want to take electives. Um, <laughs> like, it's the weirdest thing. Which, but I mean, they're not really electives when it's your only yeah, choice, yeah. right? But I have a I have a core of I think sixteen kids who are staying with me. Oh, that's um, good. And so what we're actually going to do because it came it came up that um, that most of the kids in the class had been scheduled into the class regardless of whether they had taken Rasa studies before yep. or not. Yep. And so in most districts, you can't take a class twice, right? Yep. Yep. And, 
get additional credits. So sort of talking to him before the break, I kind of asked him, I was like, what do you think, like, what do you think we should do? And some of them were just kind of like, we should get deeper in it. And I was looking at the syllabus, and the syllabus was written in 1993. Yes. Right? Yes. 25 years ago. Um, had to make some noise yeah. to get it reactivated yeah. Yeah. Um, because apparently if you don't teach something for a year, um, a lot of school districts just disappear it, right? <laughs> and um, <laughs> they just take it offline, right? Um, but fortunately, we, we, got that, we got that restored. But what I've noticed is that the class is very specific to the Mexican-American experience. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 25 years ago, the majority of Latinos in DPS yep, yep, were yep. Me Mexican or yep. of Mexican-American descent. And I would say it was probably half and half between native-born and, um, and immigrant kids yep. or kids of immigrants yep. and that kind of thing. And now it's just different. We have Central American kids. We have South American kids. Like, I, I've probably had more Colombians take more than one class with me yeah. than any of the Mexicanos in our, you know, in our building. Yeah. So, so that's been kind of interesting. So what we're going to look at is trying to augment the syllabus a little bit, cool. um, rewrite it, and I'm, I'm turning it into a project-based class, Nice. Um, which I haven't done PBL yeah. in a really long yeah. time. Yeah. So we, it was kind of cool. So between kids not feeling like they needed to come on the first day yes. of school yes. and kids trying to change their schedule, I had like nine kids in class today. Yeah. We just sat at the big round table and talked about here's why this class exists, what do you want out of this class? Let's talk about some things we can do. What are some needs that we can address through a history class? Um, that Empowering we can the of, students like, to on. let them really control their education. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, sounds cool. It'll be kind of interesting. But yeah, the vibe, man, it just, it was not, the vibe was not strong. I today. feel like the first day back after winter break. But also, you, know, I, you always, have mostly middle school. I have mostly yeah, high school. Yeah, high schoolers are a little different. So like. So th there are high schoolers who, for example, kind of have the choice as to whether they're going to come on the first day. That is true. Um, and it's hard to argue with them when they say, well, nothing really happens on the first day because sometimes that Yeah, that is true. true sometimes you know? that is how it is. Um, of course, then they come back later. They have no idea what you're supposed to be doing and what procedures are. I'm like, didn't you just say <laughs> nothing that nothing happens, happens on the first day? Clearly we this did This is what stuff. happens on the first day. <laughs> Um, I gave my ninth graders jobs. There you go. They were really excited, actually. There you go. I was like, congratulations, guys. You have just you got hired a job. for your first job. They applied and everything. That's good. Like, before the, the What are semester. some of the jobs? Um, let's see. So we have the um, we have the document specialist. Okay. Uh, we have the absent secretary. Yes. We have the... Um, who, oh, man. See, now, now I'm on the spot and I don't remember. That's all right. Oh, I just said a couple. Hey, this is one I'm proud of. We have a guest teacher ambassador. Ooh. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. I love so that the, idea. This child's job... Is to make sure that the student, that the not student teacher, that the um, that the substitute teacher understands the way we do things in order that they can kind of do things. And low key, they're a little bit of a snitch, yeah, um, yeah. which is fine. And we got some <laughs> good personalities for that. Um, but it's good because I think they're like excited to do their jobs. Like I had a kid sweeping today, and it's like, and then we had to talk about compensation. Yeah, because I'm like, yes, what I'm like, well, what do you jobs? want back from this? I can't give you money. Yeah, and they're like, well, we don't know. We'll just do it. I'm like, you would, you, you would just, just do a job. You would just do it for you nothing. Should have been like, y'all fail right yeah. there. That was the test. Y'all yeah. all fail. So like in the spirit of collaboration. Um, <laughs> In the spirit of collaboration, I said, "Don't don't do anything for uh -uh. nothing. Uh -uh. Like think about how you want to be compensated. Maybe it's school service. Maybe it's um maybe it's extra credit when you need it. Like you uh, know, uh, uh, and a some free, kid, a free homework coupon. Some, some, get yeah, something out some of it. some kid proposed Munoz bucks." And I'm like, hey, shout out to the Twitterverse. If you can design a Munoz buck, a Munoz. Um, send it up. <laughs> send it over. And you're like, I need some. Need something like that. Um, yeah, by tomorrow would be cool. Um, it's like that commercial about like the guy putting his friends to work. That's <laughs> it. Like, That's it. Um, 
so that's been kind of interesting. Uh, they applied. They got hired. It was cool. Um, and now they have to sort of uh, let their classmates know what they need in order to do their jobs effectively. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, we have a kid that's in charge of chairs. Um, at the end of the day, like to put chairs up, and so he, so everybody's supposed to put their own chair up. Yeah. But his job is to fuss at anybody who doesn't, who doesn't put, their put chair it up. up. That's and he good. He goes around and puts any extras up. He's all about it. Um, That's good. So it's good. We got messenger. We got somebody to do my boards. Like they That's haven't good. obviously started yet. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you, you you just hired him. Just hired him. You, you just know? hired him. So we'll see. You know. Um, and I see you have a big forty-eight on your board. Yes. I can. I'm gonna guess what that forty-eight okay. stands for. There are forty-eight days. For your students until they have to take their AP test. 48 class periods. 48 class periods. 48 That's exactly right. <laughs> you, they saw that and they were like... It was a really... It was a sobering moment. It was a really... Yeah, sobering I think is the right word for like, them. Uh-oh. Because it's like, yeah, we have 48 class periods and tomorrow it'll be 47. <laughs> <laughs> that number's going down. It's just going to get smaller. Yeah, because I mean it is one of the things in an AP class like... We spent a lot of the first semester trying to figure out, like, what are the demands of yeah, the AP class yeah. and how do we do our work and how do we talk about history. And now we're kind of at that point where it's like, okay, we're building towards something and we got to try to make it happen. We so, know we got, a, we got a deadline. We got a target. Yeah, we, we got, got a target. target. And I always say we because um, their performance on the AP exam means a lot to me. Yeah. And I oh, yeah, I know that. I know them. that. Um, <laughs> Believe me, I see you every year. Yeah, now. it's wild. You get down to the <laughs> end of it and it's like... And then you have the wild kid who's like, hey, so like the Roman Republic, like what was what that? What was that? And or, or or they're like or they're like so like racial classification, that's economic, right? right? And it's like, oh They're just trying no. to mess with you. They're like, watch this, I gotta get Munoz to lose. I wish that were true. Yeah, it's just like the things it's just like the things that you thought you did. So the pharaoh oh, no, one year. was important in Egypt, right? <coughs> I had, or was he not really? There was one year where, because, you know, we've gone from B.C. and A.D. Yes, to talking yes. about time periods in C.E. Yeah, and B.C. And BC and C.E., right? Yeah. And not C.E.C., that's a school. Yes. Um, <laughs> so a lot of C's and E's there. And I had one student who, um, no, it wasn't that. So they didn't know that, which doesn't surprise yes, me yeah, that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they didn't know was Eurasia. Oh, that threw them for a little. They were like, wait a minute. So this student asked this me, they're like, they're like, yeah. when I finally like explained it, they said, oh, I thought you were, I thought it was just an expression you used. Like you were saying, oh, then you have your Asia, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's cultural. Like that's, that's a cultural thing. That's it is, what, I, it is. what I heard you say, yeah. Eurasia. Yeah, it's, it's like Eurasia. Like that's just the way you say Asia, right? And that's then what you I'm trying to think about. Is I like, mean, you got my Asia and your Asia. The way we talk. Like, yeah. interferes with some of our kids. And Absolutely. some of our second language well, learners even the, don't like to ask those questions because yep. they're like, what you just said didn't make sense. Yeah. Well, well and, this, and this wasn't a second language learner either. This yeah. was just somebody who had a different set of idioms to draw from <laughs> than, than the one that I was kind of applying. So, so it's interesting, like, and now I make jokes about, like, East Asia, Central Asia, and West Asia. And they're like, what's West Asia? I'm like, oh, you know, Spain, Germany, England, like... <laughs> Because it's all the same continent, right? It's all it's one big long continent. And they're like, so couldn't you say that China's like Western Europe? I'm like, no, don't say that. Don't say that. No, <laughs> don't say that. Don't say that. Right Decol off the bat, you're decolonize your thinking. He's like, stop it. No, doesn't work. <laughs> so yeah, West Asia, you know, uh, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> I, one of my favorite things in a conversation, you could see a kid breaking down towards the end of the year. Uh, a couple of years ago, where they were talking about how the Mongols never invaded Europe, 
Except, wait, is Russia Europe? Who the hell knows? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know at this point. I am so And honestly, confused. Russia doesn't know what it is either. <laughs> but like, I digress. We've, we've, historically, we're not sure. Yeah, we're, we're not really sure. Russia really wants to be Europe because ballet and yeah, everything. Yes, yes. But they're Asiatic people. Like, most of the countries kind of, in Asia. Most of the countries in Asia. <laughs> Maybe they're going to lobby for being their own continent. That'd um, be cool. I don't know. It would not be cool. Because, because... <laughs> Because then I can see a certain sitting president saying, "Oh, I could. If we were our own continent, we, then we, we could build that wall." Our president is is illustrating consistently that he doesn't understand the way things work. <laughs> like like when he was like, "Right now there is a strike. The, the government employees are on strike, and I'm going to end this strike." And I'm like, first of all, that's first not of all, it's that's not, not a strike. strike. It's not a strike. You, you don't understand. Yeah. If you say, I'm, we're not going to pay you for a while, I'm going to say, then I'm working for a while. Working. Then I ain't coming in. My favorite part and of plus, this. there are people who are coming into work. It, You've told some people, don't come to work. Yeah. He it's, doesn't understand what's going on. He doesn't understand that. And that. But my other favorite part of this is that if you compare the amount of coverage that's been given to how trash the parks are. Yes. As opposed to how many people can't get their food stamps. That's like right. it's just a really interesting people thing. Are like the park. People are like, What's the parks? Did you see the nobody's because you know you what? See I'm gonna trash. volunteer I'm gonna volunteer. I'm gonna volunteer to go and pick up the trash in the park. You okay. Can, how you about you volunteer see people not getting their food stamps? How, how about you volunteer <laughs> to help people get their food stamps? Like it's 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 just an amazing thing that that this is what people are fixated on when it comes to the government shutdown. Like not the fact that some people are finding it hard to live. To live, they're like, I come can't, on, that's I like a Keyshawn moment. Come on, the man. Break. Yeah, I can't go hiking because the national park is closed. Yeah, you know who else can't go hiking? That brother down the street they that, that relies on federal food. assistance. That he can't hike because he ain't got the energy. Man, this is turning into an angry episode. Speaking of anger, <laughs> yes. You um, shared a uh, an article with me yes. that I very insensitively laughed at at oh, first. I laughed at it first, too. <laughs> Do you want to talk about this article? Because guaranteed, Ayo, Two Dope Nation, you can all relate to this. Yeah, I think every teacher out there can relate to it. So I was, you know, perusing <coughs> my morning news um, as I <laughs> Eating do. your oatmeal. Eating my oatmeal. Drinking your green tea. Drinking my green tea. And I stumbled across an article... And it said, it was from the BBC News, and it said... Um, Read the headline. It's brilliant. I've got to open it. Okay, here we go. Oh, okay. Here, here's what it was. A teacher story. Eat, teach, and repeat. <laughs> and this teacher talked about considering driving her car into a tree to avoid going back to the classroom. I mean... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> This is like this is where we are. Like she was like, I'm gonna drive, and I apologize for laughing because if yes. you listen to the story, it's it's so. It's sad. actually I, yeah. I have to laugh so I don't cry. Yeah. Right. Because this is how we feel. Like she's so stressed out. She talks about you know she's in Hampshire, which is someplace in England. I don't know our English listeners <laughs> about to tell us, but she wanted to raise awareness about. I think the that's pressure, pronounced Hampshire, right? Oh, Hampshire. Thank Hampshire. you. Over two-thirds of teachers say their job has adversely affected their mental health, according to the Educational Support Partnerships uh, Charity. You know, and I'm, this I'm, teacher, her story was like, I was so stressed out that yeah. I didn't want to go back. And so I contemplated driving my car into a tree so I could hurt myself, not just for the day, 
for an extended amount of time so I didn't have to go back into that exactly. classroom. Exactly. It, it's I mean, it, it is one of those ones that you that you laugh because you want to cry because it is so relatable. Like those days that you're coming in and you're just like, I don't know how I'm gonna How am I gonna get through this? Like the the depth you have to find to be able to kinda do it. Yeah, it's it's amazing. The, now, here's what I want to know. Uh-huh. What about that third that says their mental health has not been <laughs> yeah, affected adversely? I really wonder about that. I wonder about that. Like, I mean, I would imagine there's some measure of self-medication happening there. Something. Like, some, like, who are these people? High-level meditation. They I have, just, like, done a lot of work on themselves to come to terms. I just all. don't – I don't like, I, I'm not one – I don't feel like I take a lot of my stress home anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shout-out to Angela Watson yes, for helping yes, us out there. Up. Sign up. Drop my name. I get an Amazon they, gift card. They also um, had a, a, a little offering. They have an opening, a new – I got the email saying they have a new cohort – Opened up. Yep, yep. Because you can't always join up. Can't always join up. January, yep. July. Yep, you know? yep. So, I mean, it, I think that has helped me to sort of compartmentalize a lot of my stress and anxiety. Um, and I think maybe this is the kind of thing that people think is complacency in veteran yep. teachers. Yep. Where I, I, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I know that, that 100% of what I try to do will not be perfect. And it's just kind of this process. And I don't know, like, but... But I definitely know on some of those really tough days, it's just like 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 today I didn't have great plans, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it's like okay, here's factually what's going to happen: kids are going to show up yeah. in this class, and we're going to work on something. That's it. And that's just kind of how it's going to have to work. But I mean, I do think that the the degree and and that that the thing that was really shocking to me was how global this is. Yes. Yeah. Right? That, that's what like, got me because I think. I think we like to think in the U.S. that there's something exceptional about the particular ty- kind of stress yep. that we carry. Yep. And this story said to me that n- no, not everyone else is Finland, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and in fact, most places aren't. Most people, most places don't know what they're doing, and they pass that stress on to us. And it, it tells me that most teachers are feeling like are, are being told that you're not good enough. Yeah. Around the world, teachers are being told yep. that. For some reason, we aren't meeting the needs yeah. of our kids, right? Yeah. And I think it goes back to that article we talked about, about our schools really failing. Yeah. Is it really <clears throat> as dire as we say it is? Yeah. You know, but I think about my own, like, I don't, mine, mine is not so severe as, like, driving into a tree. Yeah. But I have this, like, fantasy, because we don't get snow days anymore. That used to be my whole, <laughs> would be like, yeah. wake up and this would be a well, snow cause day. Well, because on a snow day, you don't have to write subplans. You don't have to write subplans, <laughs> that's right. Because ain't nobody coming and, in. And, uh, but, like, I was like, water maids. Like, so not not in our building, like yeah, in yeah, our yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, in the vicinity. You know, like, I don't want it to be something to harm and not when the, And not when, the, not when it's like 12 below, because yeah. that's going to be tough yeah, on families. Yeah, no, we don't want something like that. On a perfect, just like, on a balmy 65 degree day, <laughs> a little water main break. And I get the call, and they're like, water main's broken. We can't open, we can't the, school. open the school. Or, or a power outage. But, power uh, outage in the school. Power outage. It's weird. Power outages. Power outages yeah. are good. And again, on a day that it's 65 and sunny, yeah, yeah. where it's not going to like hurt anybody. Um, but I think about like that mentality that we have. And I think teachers all have that where it's like, and it's almost like students have it. But I think it's like, give me something that'll relieve this for this like absolutely one day, yeah, two days, yeah. just relieve it because I am so stressed out. And I, I bet I assume there's probably people who are non-teachers that are like. Oh, come on, give me a break. You guys just got off a two weeks break. You get three months in the summer. You get, you know, all of this. Every other day, my kid gets a day off. So what what are you guys really so You know know what I do with those people? I delete them off my social media. Like, (laughs) these are not your people. You you can't can't talk to these people. You You don't understand my struggle. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And even people within a particular building who don't understand, like, hey, you know where I'm going with this. You know where I'm going. I know with this. there was something that came up in our meeting. Some came up in our meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so but just when people are saying that, like, I have to do all of this. Yeah. And while you're just relaxing. While I'm just, <laughs> while I'm just chilling on my duty free lunch. Um, yeah. So I just want to make a public service announcement. So to any current or aspiring school leaders yes. out there, one way to convince your staff to do um, to do uh, lunch duty yes. is to say to them, you know, it's a great opportunity for uh, building relationships. Also, we just don't have enough people. We have 800 students. They're all lunch at the same time. We just really need we help. We need someone to watch them. For safety's sake. I would say that <laughs> as school leaders, you're probably in a position where you have to do lunch duty every day. Yes. Please don't say that to your uh, to your staff. That's right. Don't say to them, "Hey, well, I got to do it every day," because the staff may say things like, "Really?" Because we have to write lesson plans every day, and we have to grade every day. Uh, it's just a PSA. Yeah. I don't know if this is happening in any school. Um, I feel like it happens. I feel because I've heard it. In I feel like other, it's in uh, the other schools that I've yeah, in. yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it in schools that I've worked in as well, and it's just not a good look, y'all. It's, it's just not it's a good not. look. You can't it win that leave argument. Feeling good. It doesn't leave people wanting to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to help you. I want to help you. Fine. <laughs> Do it your own self. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like you're holding it down. No incidents this this day. Oh, that kind no. of thing. But yeah, but that you know that teacher story, man, really got me. Really yeah. got to me. I think like. I think the hard thing is that we don't give ourselves permission to separate from the work. And I think that's one thing that, like, just on kind of a serious note, and not, I'm really not trying to be hyperbolic here, yeah. um, but I, I do think that teaching will strip you of your humanity if you're not careful. Because you will only see yourself as a person in the classroom whose job it is to teach and assess That's and support right. and right. plan and teach and assess and and it was what was the title of the article yeah. eat sleep eat sleep eat, sleep, teach and repeat. repeat and so you can get into this feeling that everything that you are relates to your job. Right. You are more than your job. That's right. And I think that's why breaks are critical for teachers because you can kind of remember that oh wait a minute there's other things that I'm about that don't have a direct place in my classroom. Yeah, and I think you hit on Like, I watch mobster movies. That has no to do place that's, that's, in anything that I'm teaching. Yeah, right? I watch some Although silly... I could probably make it work. I watch some silly comedy movies. Dude, I watched... Over the break? I watched Heat. Ridiculous. I watched Heat for, like, the ninth time. Like, and then at one point, they had the Godfather marathon on, oh, and I'm we like... Oh, watch that. We watch that. Yeah, and I'm like... And I'm like... Well, I guess, I guess this is what I'm doing right now. Like, I'm watching The Godfather You're for like, the next nine and hours. They, and they did it the right way. They put on Godfather 1, yep. Godfather 2, and didn't put on 3. 3 was so bad. I know. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, if they play 3, it's over. Like, this is not going to happen. No, they didn't. But so, they, so, so I think that, like, there's very little that you can protect in this work, um, especially if you're new in the field or, like, I would say if you've been at this for less than 10 years, yep, yep. like, I think that that perspective can be really hard to, to keep. But you have to you have to stay human. Yeah, yeah. And I think when we lose our humanity, that's when we treat our, our students poorly, right? Yep. We lose that humanity and so we get stressed out. And then we have no flexibility for them. Yeah. And then it's just like one big mess. Just, and nobody's having fun. It just fun. trickles back and forth, right? Nobody's everybody's miserable. Everybody's miserable. Everybody's miserable. It's Nobody like, wants no, to be there. Let's take a minute. But I think about like you know. In the end, I'm not coming in to, to harm. I, I'm yeah. not coming in to hurt. That's, like, that's it, good. It, that's it, good. It, <laughs> like my whole work is 
is to better. And sometimes it's going to work really well, yep. and sometimes it might not. Yeah. But I got to trust in the fact that like my intent mm-hmm. is for my kids. That's right. To succeed and move forward and get the things that they need. Yeah. And I think that's how most of us go into it. But I think also we have this stress put back on us when we are told that our kids aren't succeeding yeah. at the ways that other people want them yep. to succeed. Yep. Well, and that's and that's the danger of of overly politicizing this work, right? Which that train has left the station, yep. right? Yep. Um, shout out to Mike Johnston. Yeah. Um, because I think that when you make <clears throat> When you when you put teaching when you put education in the political arena and in the public eye, this what happens in schools is way too complex for any layperson to really understand. Yeah. So you have to break it down to the lowest common denominator, and the lowest common denominator test is test scores and were you perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, and so that's that's a real frustration. And um, like for me, I can tell you that I do my best every day. My best is not the same every day. No. Like there are some days that my wife is sick, one of us got injured in a soccer game, my kid is struggling with, with some thing that she's yeah, working yeah. on. And so what I can bring on a particular day is not gonna be the same. That's right. Um, and we just have to do our best. That's it. And that's it. And I, and I think, you know, and, and teachers, I think, will say this to each other. Yeah. It's hard for us to internalize it. Yeah. It's hard because I, I, I know I felt different in my life when I finally was like, you know what, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm good. And if I, and you know what, I'm going in it to do the best job that I can yeah. for my students. Yeah. And that helped relieve some of that stress for me. Not to say that I got rid of all of it. Because, right. you know, at certain times of the year, it creeps up. Yeah. You know, but right now, I think it's under control. And so, I think, like, you hit it on the head. Uh, our teachers, teachers, I'd encourage you to just make sure to maintain your humanity in whatever way you can. Sorry, I have this hangnail. It's really annoying. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm, I'm just, like, I'm suddenly, like, focused on this piece of... I was wondering what he was doing Ow! with people. Okay. He's ripping off his thumbnail right now. Just, just a hangnail right there. Don't, don't gross people out. Stop listening. Oh, my God. Um, no, I, and I think you're right, and I think... Um, what Y'all tell you what, this is an interesting thing to me is that I made a decision over the summer that um, that I think has really framed everything that's kind of happened this uh-huh, year, like, uh-huh. um, in my practice. I've stopped apologizing. Like, there are things that you should apologize yep, for, yep, right? Yep. Oh, there was there was a conference, and I was supposed to be there, and yep. I said I would be there, and yep. I forgot. Yep. That merits an yep. apology. But I don't apologize to students anymore, and I don't apologize to um, to the folks in here for yeah. things that I really did my best on and it just didn't work out. Yeah. So like when a student says, oh, I thought you were going to have all our tests graded today. Um, I don't say, yeah, I'm really sorry. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I'll say, yeah, you know what? I got pretty far. Um, I appreciate your patience. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm going to get there. Turns out I have other things going on in my life yep. besides this assignment yeah. or this particular thing I need to do. And um, if I've kept people waiting on things, it's more of a, hey, thank you for your patience. Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks for your patience. This has been a process, and I'm really confident that we're going in a good direction. But I'm not apologizing anymore because the thing is that an apology indicates that either done A, wrong. I didn't do my best, yeah. B, I did something wrong, yeah. um, or, or C, that I was negligent in something that I was doing. I don't need to apologize for the fact that I decided not to put in 16 hours yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? to me that seems reasonable. You're like, you know, I graded, I yeah. did what I did, I got through what I got through. Exactly. That's what it is. I had a list of things I was going to try to do. I got 
through five of the eight things, three things I didn't get to, it happens, you know? And so what am I going to do? Uh, pick up the list tomorrow, <laughs> you and know? And keep going. And that's keep right. going. Because it's still there. Because I, th and I think that's really changed the way I'm approaching a lot of things. Like when students are kind of like, well, don't you have the blah, blah, blah? And I'll say, you know, not yet. Um, I'm working on right now. I'm probably yep, two yep, thirds yep, of the way yep, through yep, or whatever yep. it is. Thanks for being patient. That's you it. Know? I think that's important because we do. We expect ourselves to be perfect. I'm not sure how my colleagues or family feel about me not apologizing for things. <laughs> I, I apologize to my family. Yes, I apologize to my family. Absolutely. 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 But as far as like, hey, yeah, that documentation you wanted, no, it's not done yet. It's not done. Yeah. Oh, I can't make that meeting. Um, thank you for understanding. <laughs> that's, that's that humanity, right? Yeah. That's the humanity piece is that we're humans and that we're not robots. And if you want a teacher bot, yeah. buy a teacher bot. That's right. But I'm that's a human. Right. Don't give them ideas. I saw iRobot. They had like this Will Smith like marathon over the weekend, and iRobot is good. iRobot is a good movie. I like that's a good movie. Like uh, so be careful with that teacher bot thing. AI <laughs> is like a thing. Um, yeah, also we saw just do it. I saw that weird movie Ex Machina. I haven't watched that. I don't. It's, I don't watch it. It's not one to watch. Stupid. It's like way too much talking for like. AI sci-fi like You're it's like, just wait, oh. like I don't and I think my wife and I finally finished it like two days later. <laughs> it was one of we those stopped where it you was stopped like, it and, and then you're kind of like I mean do I even really want to finish? Well, part, part of it is on Netflix. It keeps showing up if oh, you didn't it does. finish it's like, it. Come on, come on, so, finish it up. I did see Bird Box. You um, watched, I haven't watched. You haven't watched it yet. No spoilers. spoilers. You sent me that article. Yeah, you got to read. I got to watch the Me and my wife because my wife is into like stuff like that. So is mine. So I got to. I can't watch it on my own. Yeah, I watched Bandersnatch. Oh, did you? My, my new Black Mirror. Yeah. I love Black Mirror. Yeah, I heard Banner Snatch was great. Like, <laughs> it is. I was like, pretty long well, I was like, what is going on with yeah, this? Yeah, I don't know. It's like Choose Your Own Adventure, Yeah, right? it is a Choose Your Own Adventure. What, wouldn't that be great if we could like do that in class? Like, that'd be great. So, choose to do your work. Or <laughs> what do you choose? We kind of do that. Do you do your work or do you not? <laughs> what happens next? <laughs> and what the one you like yelling at people. Choose your own adventure day. Mr. Adams yells at you. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Adams gives you a Reese cup. If you can. What should Mr. Adams do? I feel like that shouldn't be the continuum, though. Like, that, that shouldn't be the... <laughs> I can't see either. It's like, horrible or good. Yeah, it's like... It's it's like... Yeah, it's like you either get candy or yell at. Like... <laughs> That's how it was when I was in school. It was like, I either got candy... You got candy... We didn't get candy. Or we got yelled at. Yeah, we got yelled at or not yelled at. <laughs> That's all we got. That's, that's all what we got. we got in the budget. We, so, we got money for yelling that's or right. not yelling. That's right. <laughs> Which one do you that's want? That's right. So I want to we, – we're going to run long, of course. Um, but I, I do want to shout out uh, my Denver Nuggets um, for for this uh, for this terrific start to the season. They have been incredible. It's great. But, but I'll tell you what. my yeah, Wait wait a minute. Hold on. What? I want to back this up. What? what? You keep saying. I know. You're my Denver Nuggets. My Denver Nuggets. nuggets. My Denver Nuggets. Our Denver Nuggets. Have you ever been to McNichols Sports Arena? Yes. For a basketball game? Oh, <laughs> yes, I have been to McNichols for a basketball game. Okay, all right. I, I, I was not not long because the Pepsi Center. When did the Pepsi Center come about? Like ninety six, so, so ninety five, like, something like that. Yeah. So, so I and saw, then Woody, I pa saw, Woody Page I, got I moved here in ninety one. And Woody Page got sued for calling it the can, <laughs> which is a beautiful thing. Which is like that's what we've always called that's it. That's what we've always can. called it. Yep, that's what we always called uh, it. No, but so I moved here from Atlanta in ninety one. Right. And 
So here's how big Lafonso Ellis used to live in my parent in our neighborhood. But uh, he used to live up the street. Oh, so you were balling like that? Lafonso Ellis. Y'all were balling like my that. You lived by YouTube, the Fonz. My parents went to a YouTube concert with Lafonso with Ellis. Ellis. <laughs> my parents called me up. They told me I was in college, and they were like, "I was like, what are you doing, mom?" She's like, oh, we're getting ready to go to a concert. I was like, what concert? <laughs> She's like, you too. I was like, first of all, you know who you too is. And then I was like, who are you going to YouTube with? Lafonso Ellis and his wife. How did that like, happen? That's very interesting. Like, what? That's what? interesting. So I want to point out, though, that off mic, you were really defensive about this. Yeah. And then you proceeded to talk about how big a fan of the Atlanta Hawks you were. I was growing up. Right. So we how was a better team than y'all. I have never had. Nuggets. That's not true. I have never had. I've never wavered. I'm a day one. I'm a day one. I wasn't. I didn't even know Denver existed. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so you gotta take. You got. I was born in the I was ATL. Gonna, I was in the ATL. Here I we go. Free. Here we go. And you, so, you and Indy so, Ari, so right? Me and Indy Ari. It was me, Indy Ari, Jermaine Dupree, Chris Cross, another bad creation. <laughs> Shall I continue? All y'all kicking it together. Ludacris. <laughs> Ludacris. We was all together watching the Hawks. No. But when I moved here, of course, I went to Nuggets games and I got into yeah. the Nuggets and yeah. gradually, you know, and uh, I love the Nuggets. Yeah. I, yeah. So I take offense when you say my Nuggets because I, I want them to be our Nuggets. I want us to keep keep focus on <laughs> the fact that my Nuggets are doing great. See, y'all heard about These are going to be my Nuggets. These are just my Nuggets. Uh, you they know. are our Nuggets. Oh, fine. Uh, whatever you want to say with that. <laughs> You're like, but they might. One th- but one thing really, like... One thing really stuck with me. Yes, sir. Uh, so it was after that game where Jamal Murray dropped 34 points yes, in the second yes, half. Yes, sir. And he was asked, "How do you, how how do you feel knowing that that this team is off to the best start in its history? Yes. Like how how do you understand that? Why is that happening? That kind of thing." And he said, "Well, we make a lot of mistakes." And we work on them, and we try to get better in the next game. And that is an incredible sort of mindset coming from a 21-year-old, right? It's a right? testament to Mike Malone and it, what it really he, is. how he has but his it, team but thinking. it's that, and it's all, yeah, exactly. It's how you sort of lead people that the difference on a team, all these guys are elite athletes in the entire NBA, right? That's right. They're elite athletes. Yep. They could dunk on, every single yeah. one of them could dunk on <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, right? It's cool. Oh. By the way, watching Jamal and Gary... And even Jokic dunk mm-hmm. is just a brutal reminder that I'm never gonna dunk. I'm never gonna dunk. I used to have a 40 inch vertical, and but but if the opportunity didn't present itself in my first 25 years, I'm never gonna dunk. I don't think it's coming. Now. But they can all dunk on me, right? Yeah. Um, and so, but yet you have teams that have won nine or ten games mm-hmm. out of 35, yep, right? Yeah. Yep. So the difference is how you are able to allow the people in your charge. To make mistakes and correct them. That's right. I mean, it's it's just so it's so it's so straightforward, right? And what I like about this team too, it goes back to that point: is when they take a loss, it doesn't stick with them. Yeah, it doesn't stick with them. Yeah. They they move on and they go on to that next game and they play hard. And that's what I keep now, seeing them do. Now, having said that, I'm a little worried about playing Houston tonight because James Harden's a cheater. Don't, uh, don't we got this? We go into their town. James Harden's James Harden is a cheater. He he might be. Yeah. But but we we don't let that man do his thing because we we can only control what we can control. That's true. You that's hear what true. I'm saying? We right? can't control the refs. We they can't control do. the refs. Fair. We fair. can just control ourselves. So our boys are gonna go down there. <laughs> They're going to play hard. Yeah, they're going to play they hard. They're going to play hard. They're going to play hard. Got guys back. Millsap's back. All Millsap's those guys. Back. So anyway, we had, to, we had to take a quick Nuggets break because uh, this is very exciting Because it's a really good time. It's it a really good, good time. time. We haven't it's been really this good, good since George. Yeah. Since George was yeah. around. Yep. Since and George got a coach of the year. Mike Malone, you know what? 
you better be careful. Yeah. You better be careful because what happens? You win too many games, you do too he, well. He won't be coach of the year, though. Nick, Nick Nurse will be coach of the year, and then he'll get fired. He'll get fired. Keep, you got to watch that. Mike. Don't get coach of the year. Yeah, don't get coach get of the year because you will be you out. Fired. You will be out because they're going to be like. You do something to But that, isn't that the same mentality that affects our work is that no matter how well you do, they always think that someone else can do it better? I'm going like, to tell you. I'm gonna, I was watching Dave Chappelle on New Year's Day. <laughs> We, we, need to a keep a, we need to keep a Chappelle tally because I feel like you cite Dave Chappelle more than we cite he, Bell Hooks. He, 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 Bell, <laughs> who are you? Who are the theorists? Chappelle and Bell. Chappelle, Chappelle and Bell. Chappelle and Bell. Chappelle and Bell. Wait, those are kind of contradictory. Yes, yeah. I know. Uh, so, uh, but but he had Paul Mooney on. Rest his soul. We mm. miss you, Paul Mooney, mm-hmm. one of the greatest black comics that ever yeah. existed. But Paul Mooney was making this joke, and I love it. Whenever I hear it, he's like... If you black, if black people get too successful, they take him away. They come and take me away. He said, "Dave, be careful. You showed his too big. They come and take you away." There you go. But that's the same thing. You too thing good with of a these teacher. Coaches. Yep. If too good of a principal. Yep. If you're too good, they will come and take you away. They'll You'll be you gone. Away. Take you You'll away. You'll be gone. That's you right. Mean, what happened to Mr. Adams? He gone. He got took. You're too good. What happened to Mr. Munoz? They're good. They, they good. had to go. They're too good. They feel, had to go. I feel like I need to look around now. Like. <laughs> But that's why I have those bad days every now and then, so that like people are, oh no, he's fine. No, we don't need to take. <laughs> now we gotta leave him. No, we, we no, leave him. he's he's struggling. So yeah, let him, let him. it's all right. It's all right. He's he's not dangerous right that's now. That's it. That's it. Speaking of dangerous ideas, yes. um, you and I had an interesting text exchange yes. over the weekend. Yes. Um, around the con- the the concept of restorative justice. Yes, restorative practices. So restorative we're justice. we're gonna talk a little bit about this. Um, but do you want to talk a little bit about why this conversation keeps yeah. coming up? So in our building, um, we've had some, I'd say, um, some <coughs> some cultural shifts, right, <laughs> in terms of the types of kids that we have in our building mm-hmm. and their willingness to kind of buy into the whole school culture. Right. And I think, you know, um, what we've heard from a lot of teachers this year is they feel like nothing, that we don't have structures, that we don't have systems in place. Right. And I always get confused or wonder when, a, when people start talking about structures or systems, what do they mean, right? And, and for some teachers, I think we, they mean you know, we need a detention, a place to put kids when I'm tired of them, yep. right? In a place where kids don't come back, a way to suspend kids, uh, a way to possibly expel them from yep. our school <clears throat> if they are viewed as um, severely disruptive yep. by any teacher yep. for whatever reason. And so, like, I, um, the big movement in our building and throughout our district is moving into restorative practices, mm-hmm. which, um, for those of you who don't know, it's a approach to discipline that aims at restoring relationships and it's really centered in relationships and restoring communities repairing the harm that's been done by students who are disruptive or misbehaving um, and also trying to create a space where there can be discussions about like what students needs are um, things like that and so um, as a result in our building we've hired two new positions, um, two people who are restorative justice coordinators or restorative practice coordinators. And their job is to help to kind of lead these discussions, help to uh, restore students when they have uh, transgressions, and keep more of our kids in our school, in our classes, is the ultimate goal of it. I feel like it is very controversial because there's a lot of debate about the effectiveness of it right. and the results of it looks different from traditional discipline 
Right. It's not just like, you did something wrong. I'm going to write you a referral. You're going to do two days outside of here. Right. It involves a discussion. It involves both parties acknowledging kind of what went on mm -hmm. and how we worked through it and then coming to a solution to how to restore the kids and bring them back. And I feel like, you know, um, this is where I think our text exchange kind of took off is that people wonder about using these resources because to hire two new people who could potentially be, uh, you know, um, teachers, right? They right. could be additional teachers to our yeah. building, which we know we need more teaching support. Um, we added these restorative practitioners. And the question is, is, you know, how effective will that be in helping to meet our needs? Are we just really expanding our administration more? Right. And um, is this really what we need right, right now? You know, and so we had a, a solid text exchange back <laughs> solid, and forth, yeah. like really like chunky text. Yeah. You know, but I think it comes back and rooted in that there's a lot of debate about this. Yep. And it is a new approach and it's not always effective and efficient mm -hmm. and used for what I think um, it is orig originally intended. Right. Right. It, go ahead. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And, and we definitely. So it's been interesting. So we hired. Um, a dean of culture yes. a couple of years, two years ago, ago, two years yep. ago, and I remember. And this is this is agnostic about who the person yep. is. Like yep. the, like who the person is isn't what weighs on kind of my view of this kind of thing. Yep. Um, but I remember saying to you at the time, well, if we create this position, then we're going to need this position, yep. right? Yep. And it's the same thing. If we hire a second one, then we're going to need a second one. Yep. If we hire a third one, we're going to need a third, third one. one. And my my whole sort of concern is kind of rooted in my overall suspicion of discipline-focused um, budgeting and personnel decisions. Yep. Um, so, like, so one of the concerns I, I've had in the past is observing that when we have these people that are ostensibly, quote-unquote, in charge... Yep of th of these uh, restorative practices and culture, what that really comes down to for a lot of teachers is that they're in charge of discipline, Yeah. right? Which then follows that, well, then that means I'm not responsible for discipline anymore, right? So, so if you say a cuss word, I can put you out. If you break a pencil or don't have one- Don't and, do your work, and, and we've I actually, can put you out. And we've actually had, uh, I've actually heard of teachers saying that they thought not coming to school uh, with your materials is a disciplinary issue, right? Yes, yes. Um, if you eat in class, if you have gum, these are things that I can put you out of class for and, this, <coughs> and then this individual can deal with you. So that's kind of one of my, my issues there because I think that, I think that it, what I've observed over the years is that it makes us as teachers less and less accountable for building a positive culture in our in our classroom. Yeah. And increasingly, we put the, those on other things, and we blame systemic issues. We blame a lack of structure. When when it really comes down to is you have a structure that you're in charge of, and that's and we've seen kids, right? Yep. We've seen kids act a donkey in some class. Yep. And behave perfectly well yep. in others, yep. right? And so, um, so I always have a lot of hesitation about that. Um, the other hesitation I have, so RJ, restorative justice, um, first came about in the criminal justice system. Yep. And that, gave, that gives me pause all the time. Yep. It's like, okay, so if we're talking about not replicating the mechanisms yep. of correctional practice and not replicating the school-to-prison pipeline, in a way, this is almost a continuation of some of that school-to-prison stuff, except the only difference that we often have is we don't give the kids a choice. We force them into restorative conversations, 
as, as opposed to what you're supposed to do, which is to say, okay, so you were caught smoking mm-hmm. in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Did, can yeah. you still even do that? I don't know. Yes. Oh, we got the, there's <laughs> jewels. There's vaping like, oh vaping in the God, bathroom. Vaping, don't get me started. Yes. Yes. Um, so you were caught doing this. There's a violation of this rule. You can either be sort of dealt with on the traditional discipline ladder, like you did this infraction, so now you are punished in this way, or you can participate in a restorative sort of process. And to me, that's the power of it, is they can either opt into it or not. And it sounds to me like increasingly around the country, we're actually just doing restorative practices and not actually giving the kids a real role in it. Well, I think it goes back to this idea that schools are so worried about their suspension rates, their expulsion right, rates, all right. of these other things. Exactly. Right? And it's why we've moved to like in-school suspension, more of these restorative kind of conversations because the goal is to eliminate that stuff Yeah. because it was happening way too much, right? But I think the question that you hit on is who is it used for? How is it used? How yep. is it applied? Yep. What choices are put into this system, right? And maybe a kid might say, just let me do my time, right? Yeah. But I think that also reminds me of the criminal justice system where they're like, look, right. you can either argue your case yeah. or you can take a plea. Mm-hmm. You could take a plea and, and you're never ever hearing that me as the uh, the public attorney, the, uh, the, the, the prosecuting attorney, right. I don't have the resources to dig into this case on right. you. Right. That, those resources do not exist. Yeah. So if you just say, let's take it to court, yeah. I, chances are I'm going to throw it out, right? right? But I feel like we, we, we have this game that we play with kids, right? It's yeah. like, well, you could choose this or you could choose that. Uh, but we don't. But kids don't always understand how the system plays out right. on that, right? And so sometimes you take the easier choice. Well, let me just do the detention. Yeah. I'll do the detention. I'll do three weeks of detention. Right. Right. Not knowing that you're like, oh, I could have had the restorative conversation, and actually, I wasn't in the wrong. Yeah. The teacher was in the wrong. The way the teacher had treated me. Yeah. And the argument said that's why you well, got so the there's, reaction. Well, so there's but me. there's the other piece that I. Th- so there are a couple of pieces that I think are almost always missing when schools try to put restorative practices in place. The first piece is that if it's a confrontation between a teacher and a student, how many teachers do you know in your illustrious career who would be willing to sit down in a room with a kid that they wronged and say, you know what? I was wrong. I provoked this outburst. This is actually my fault. I could probably count them on one hand. So I need to be able to fix this, right? Um, Because what we tend to do as teachers and say, well, maybe my word choice wasn't right, but you still did you, X, Y, yeah, Z, and yeah, the other yeah. thing. And the, and you can't, you guys can't see me pointing my finger <laughs> and like like finger wagging and that kind of thing. And so the first thing is, and 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 I know like, hey, I'm a proud member of my professional association, yep, right? Yep, yep, card carrying yep, union yep, member, yep, twenty yep, years. Yep, yep. Um, I finally got a card this year. Did you? Yeah. Did, have you seen the cards? No. I think I have a card. I don't somewhere. have a card. I'll have to show you my 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 NEA card because you know our local doesn't yeah, spring for that kind that. of thing. But um, but like so, so in this kind of era where a lot of us are feeling under the microscope, how likely do you think? that the teachers who will get pulled into these restorative conversations will actually do the work if it is determined that they are the ones that actually broke the relationship. You know, I, I think those teachers probably won't because but if, that, but if, that's if, where if it's you happening. were a teacher who was that, willing that's to where do it's that, happening. you're already having that conversation. You don't, exactly. you don't get to that point. Exactly. Right? And that's why I'd like to see, like, whatever our restorative practices program looks like, mm-hmm. I think it needs to be rooted in the classroom and professional development and how we approach this stuff. I mean I mean you and I were pulled into a circle, yeah. right? A couple years ago. And <laughs> when we 
when we... Sorry, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast. But that, that circle was a hot mess. And that circle was a it hot was mess. It was a hot and mess. And it was because the adult in the room um, w- essentially took it as their opportunity to remind the kids of every single way that they had disappointed the adult. And there was no space to have the conversation of, are there things the adult's doing? You know, what? One, one, I remember one student saying... Well, this teacher has put me out before class even started, and that kid was put out for saying, saying that. that. You know, and so and so we, we've seen this happen in the places where restorative practices would be the most effective to bring a community together. I'm dubious as to whether it's going to happen. Whether whether because I think it goes back to the big question that we always ask is yeah. how do you help teachers develop that patience, that compassion, that right. ability to be reflective on their own self, have enough humility to say. You know what? I made a mistake. Yeah. I I was the one who triggered this whole situation. Right. And I didn't have to come in and demand that you live the way I want to live, right? Yeah. And and I and I think this was kind of one of the things that we brought up. It was like like part of restorative practice is being culturally responsive. Right. But if you're not really culturally responsive in general, yeah. It's not going to matter yeah, because mean, you're still going to write it off and that, every time. And that's the thing. is that, So I'm on um, the Shot Foundation's website. Yep. Uh, they have a – so we'll link to it um, on the podcast. Um, Shot Foundation – also, y'all follow us on Instagram, so thank you for the follow. Uh, Shot Foundation does a lot of great work around equity in public education. And so they've got an infographic that says a tale of two schools. Mm-hmm. And the foundational issue they have – Carlos had an, a heated argument with his parents before leaving for school, so he's running late. Let's see the difference that restorative policies and practices can make. So in zero zero tolerance education system, he's greeted by metal detectors and a police search. Mm-hmm. Teacher scolds him in front of the class. Carlos talks back and is given a detention, right? In a restorative practices-based education system, teachers and administrators welcome him and his fellow students as they enter. His teacher waits until after class to speak with Carlos to learn more and sets up a meeting with his school counselor if necessary. So th- those are things that... Um, those are things that, like, you and I were probably doing before we yep, yep, ever yep, yep, heard yep. the phrase restorative, restorative practices. Practice. And so, in a way, so so that's one concern I have, yep, right? Yep, yep. Um, and, and I think most students will want to give their side of the story yep. when it happens. Okay, here's the other thing. So, years ago, I was at a school where we wanted to put this stuff in place, mm-hmm. and there was all this excitement about, like, all of these restore, and we, yep, it was still yep. being called restorative yep, justice yep, at that yep, point. Yep, yep. But there were a bunch of pieces that just got pulled and just kind of struck down. For, I think, for legitimate reasons. Like, I think that... Like, pulled by who? Like, the admin? Or, yeah. Or? By, and, and, you know, it's always hazy. Some people are like, well, you know, our instructional superintendent Took said, like, well, uh, the parents kind of feel, you know, those kind of vague... Yep, well, yep, the kids yep, kind of feel, yep. you know, those things that aren't data-driven, yep, yep, but they're just kind yep. of, like, anecdotally yes. driven. Um, so things like peer juries, yep. things like circle processes, things like peer medi- mediation and peer counseling, those are all things that ended up getting pulled from the restorative program because of FERPA, right? Yes. Because of this yes, notion. Because they said that kids have privacy. That there's a privacy issue. And, and, and I'm, not, I'm not flouting FERPA yeah, or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But what really disappointed me was the lack of a willingness to work within those policies and say, okay, if we do have... FERPA, and we do have these privacy things. Are we properly communicating with families, with the kid themselves? Are are we finding ways? Because there are schools all over the country that have 
pure juries. And FERPA is yep. federal. Yep. It's yes. not yes. a yes. weird Denver yes. thing, right? Yeah. This yeah. is a federal policy around privacy. And so the lack of a willingness to kind of work through those, because I think, I think that in my experience, RJ scares people. Um, because it decentralizes the power structure of discipline and behavior, and it decentralizes culture. Um, the more we go into this whole thing, I should, <laughs> I should tell you a more specific story about a local middle yeah, school yeah, yeah, yeah. that will actually have disciplinary hearings with kids for not showing proper school spirit. We'll talk off mic. I believe, that, I believe that that exists. You know? I believe and that, so, that exists. So, so school, you got to show school Schools spirit. are wildin', right? You got to show school spirit. Schools are wildin'. Um, but, but it's interesting to think about, like, if we're going to put in restorative practices, are we going to follow it to its logical conclusion, um, which is that you that the students not only have a, have a voice to, to voice their concerns, but also a place where they can say, hey, you know what, Mr. Johnson you are damaging the culture at the school right now. Um, and these three actions that we've witnessed have been damaging to our school culture. What should we do? What should we do? What should we do? You know? How should that be dealt with? Because that really is restorative yeah. justice, restorative practice. Yep. That that Because it's truly because we know teachers are crossing the line too. Yep. Over and over again and yep. doing damaging stuff to and, the you know, And to link it back to the article we were talking about, I, I really don't think – I think that 0% of teachers enter a building – intending to do harm i mean part so part of that is that you kind of follow it all the way to the top if you have a building where everybody's upset and angry and treating the kids badly well okay you look at their behaviors but then you'll be looking institutionally right and saying well i'm being treated this way by my administrator i'm being treated this way by parents here are the last five emails i've gotten from parents so it's all a talk down it's everybody's so, so talked like, down to so now here's what's happening to make me feel angry when i come to class so then you say hey principal hammerschmidt <laughs> good old principal hammerschmidt telling you uh there are a lot of angry teachers in this building who are feeling overworked and over scrutinized by you what are you going to do about it? How can you, know? you fix that? And so I think the work of building community is hard. and It really is. And I think, you know, no shade to the people who are working in these roles. By the way, get at us. Yes, uh, yeah. Twitter, us Instagram, Facebook, email us. If, you, <coughs> if you've seen places where these barriers to restorative justice have, have been overcome, um, in my 20-year career, I've never seen us overcome these barriers. Um, there is a deficit of time. There's a deficit of will. Um, I think that's a big part. And and there's kind of like, how do you tell a teacher that's already putting in 65 hours a week that the work that you're doing is not good enough? That's the hardest. I, I think those are the hardest parts of it. All, no doubt. Right? No doubt. You know, because you do see teachers who are there, they are trying their best, right? Yeah. And it's like, how do I tell you that that your hardest work that you're doing is actually sabotaging. Yeah, it's like, actually it's actually there are some you. things that are detrimental to this the culture in your classroom and the growth of your students. I and, and, and I think like you said, it's hard to build a culture. Yep. This this is the hardest work in a school, I think, and it's often put out as some of the easiest, and that it's like a quick turnaround. And we come up with a culture or, plan, or it's an additive thing, right? Where yeah. it's kind of like, okay, we're going to do all these things. Oh, and then we're going to work on culture. Yeah. No, it, you have to be really <laughs> intentional, and you have to be thinking about it for right now for next year. Yeah. And working on it all year. To really, you know, I think where you have schools that are able to really transform cultures yeah. and create
it really and I, I, I say transform a culture and it goes back to what you mean, like mm-hmm. reformers came up in our meeting, right? <laughs> yeah. And and so when we say I'm like don't know, trust the reformer. How, what is it transform to what who wants it to be, you know? And yeah. I think in our school we try to keep our mission as our ideal, right? right? But there's a lot of debate about what that looks like even amongst our staff. Yeah. You know, living up to that mission. Yep. You know, and how do we really emphasize diversity and multiculturalism you know and we're saying multilingualism all of you um, need to sit down and read the same way yeah and talk the same way and write the same way and come into the class the same way yeah. and dress the same way and have the same beliefs and attitudes about the value of this education that i'm putting in front of you yeah. every day yeah yeah that's absolutely right and i and, and that's why i think that working on Working on the culture of a school is a, is a daily, ongoing thing. Like, you don't reach a point where you're like, okay, we fixed the culture of the school. Because by the time you've, quote, unquote, fixed the culture of the school, those kids graduated. Those kids are gone. That's <laughs> those why. Kids, That's why it's the toughest Those thing. kids graduated, and there's new kids. The culture is constantly changing. And I exactly. think you always hit this on, is that we need to create cultures that are responsive to our students. Yep, yep. Right? They, like you say, there is no such thing as student culture. Yeah, that's right. There's the adult that's culture right. that an, influences it all. And there's an institutional culture, and even if we think the students are the culture oftentimes our reaction to the students is the culture yes and um and that's the thing that we need to work on so i don't know man brother i'm looking forward to uh y'all leading some pd on this no but and, and i think a lot of it comes down to frankly breaking the code of silence among educators right i mean i hate to i hate to say this and man don't at yeah, me on yeah, this yeah, yeah. but i do think that sometimes there is a a culture among us teachers is very similar to the culture among law enforcement Police, yeah. where There's we are line. we are not going to throw each other under the line. bus that's right. There's a thin the chalk, chalk line. Thin chalk line. <laughs> the thin chalk that line. That we are like, you might see it, and you'll be like, but but he's one of me. Yep, but he's, he's with he, us. But but I'm not perfect either, and I don't want to be raked over for the for the things that I also maybe have a tendency to do in my weak moments. Um, but we have to be willing to challenge each other to each other. Yeah. Maybe not necessarily in front of kids, like they need us to yeah, have yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a more or less united front. Although they always want to know who we're mad at. Yeah, they do. It's so funny. It's so funny. They've asked me, there's like, so like, you know, because whenever they talk bad about a teacher, I'll say, hey, Hey. don't talk about my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, you and so and so are friends? I'm like, well, you don't know, do you? You don't know. You don't know, do you? Like, so, like, I want you to to act like we're friends. And so that doesn't mean you can't criticize things that are happening and things that maybe you're upset with. um, But But watch how you talk about it. Watch how you talk about it. Because you might be talking about my day one. You could. Right? You You might be talking about somebody who's ride or die for you. And I'm going to have to get their back, you know? (laughs) (laughs) But, But I think we do have to be comfortable having these conversations and... And committing ourselves to something that is a work in progress. Like, if we adopted the philosophy that Mike Malone has taught to our Denver Thank Nuggets, to our Denver Nuggets, and say, you know what, whenever we take the court, whenever we take the floor, whenever we, we, we're in the classroom, it's just not going to be perfect. So what we need to do is we need to do the best we can. Just try to we get need better. to be prepared. And then we, and then we just got to think about ways we can get a little bit that's better. It. That's it. And, and play to our strengths. I think that's the other thing that's missing from our interpretation of growth mindset. Growth mindset, the way it's kind of propagated yep. in yep. The, the system of education, is meant to make us feel like we're never good enough. Right? Yeah. That's not growth mindset. Growth mindset is there are things that I'm working on and I want to keep on working on those things. And I know, I know some things that I came in that I am good with. Exactly. I am good. And so I need to play to my strengths in order to give myself 
a way to to maintain the inspiration it takes to work on the things I'm not as good at. When I started coaching soccer, I didn't I had played my entire life. Yeah. Coaching a sport and playing a sport are really different, different things. Different. I didn't know anything about tactics or formations or like how you coach 11 players yeah, yeah. to make decisions and do the things they need to do. And so what I did is I always had a really good sort of way of connecting with kids and forming relationships. So I played to that strength and made sure to educate myself on, on the tactical pieces. pieces because otherwise I feel exposed or I'm like, oh, he's just a fun, nice guy yeah. who doesn't really actually know what he's talking about. And then when I take a kid aside and say, hey, listen, Kevin Adams, you're my best player on this team. Yeah, I need you to do this correctly. Yeah, yeah. They were like, man, he comes correct. He knows exactly what's going on. That's that's all the That's growth mindset. Recognize your strengths as you build the things that you need to get better at. And recognize that you're never going to be perfect at any of this. That's why this year I've been trying with all my students after doing do an assessment. Like I, I write up just like my notes. Like yep. what things. And I start out, this is what you guys are doing well. Yep. And just letting them know. You yep. guys are doing. Like don't sit there. Because so many times kids are like, I don't get it. I feel bad. Or we're dummies. Or this and that. Yeah. And they're like, no, you're not. Yep. You're actually growing. You're getting it. You're yeah. actually improving, and they don't always see it, you know. Um, especially in a social studies classroom, oh, because man. it can be so nebulous. Ambiguous, it, it's yeah, like, absolutely. It's not like well, like a math class. It's like, oh, I can now do yeah. this many problems where yeah. I couldn't before. I did a quadratic you, equation. Yeah, actually, yeah, I, you know? I did it correctly. But it's like, how do I know if I have a better understanding of the Constitution? That's right. How That's I, right. How do I know if I really how do I know if I really understand point of view right? in history? But it's when you're going around and you're talking about it, or you're going outside of class, or like even the things kids say yeah. I, i'm like you're making really thought like the questions that you're asking yeah are pushing it along you know but helping the kids to to acknowledge that you know you guys are doing awesome stuff yeah so just keep keep no, doing that's right. that awesome stuff and let's work on the stuff where we can get better and that was something that came up in my ap class at the end of first semester where like you know the students in an ap class get really down yep. about yep. like when they don't perform at the level they want to perform at and i said to them i, I said you know um I, I, w I want to make sure you guys understand that you are more than a test score. Like, yeah, you, you want to work hard and meet your goals, but yeah. there's a lot more to you than that. And there were a lot of students, a couple of them who transferred from other private institutions yep, yep, that will yep, remain yep, yep, yep. unnamed, who said that they had never heard that from a teacher before. They never had somebody tell them that they're more than a test score. And so I think those are the things that we have to really look at. And when we're looking at, like, how would it look if we just decided that everything we were going to do was to strengthen the culture of our school? So I'm going to devise my grading practices and my lesson planning to strengthen the culture of our school. Everything. Like, and to be responsive to the culture of our school. I had nine kids show up for my Rasa Studies class, and it's kind of like, this is going to be PBL, so let's figure out Let's how we make this. And that was the other thing. Kids at our school, like, they take electives, and I think they enjoy their electives, yep, yep, yep. but they don't want their electives to be just like every other class. <laughs> that's and right. And that was no, what I learned the, last that's semester. That's the critical thing. Yep. When how is this electives, different? That's when I, when I taught gender studies. I was like, yeah. I have to, like... I did some things that felt very yeah. much like it, but well, because you're like, you, at the end of the day, you're you. I have to do something, yeah. but you have to make it be. It has to be something different. Yep. That feels different. And it's, how we express and they're not nerds needs. like us. It's not always about the subject matter, no, right? No. So like, and I felt like I, I missed a good opportunity with my last hip hop class um, because I was trying to run it more traditionally than I think I should have. And so this semester with this Rasa Studies class, it's like, okay, let's be responsive. I know you want something different. I know it's the last period of the day, and a lot of y'all could just wander yep, off yep, campus. Yep, and yep, yep, and yep. because you're a junior or senior, people will be like, well, they probably have a free yep, period, yep, right? Yeah. So what is it that I can do 
to make this a different experience for you that's positive, well, what I can do is start by listening to yeah, them. You that's know? The key. And I think that's the key of restorative practices. Hey, um, we do have one more thing that I wanted to mention. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow's my birthday. Happy birthday! Yeah! Happy birthday! 43! 43! 43, y'all! We'll it's my It's my Steve Foley birthday. Steve Foley! Not, and I'm talking about Steve Foley, that slow dude on the Denver Broncos from back in the day. It's my Troy Polamalu day. It's my Brad Doherty day. <laughs> Troy Polamalu is a better one. That's, that's a Yeah, but he's not a Denver kid. He's, he's a Pittsburgh Steelers. So. But that's all right, Like, man. not being from here, he you wouldn't bad. understand that, but, like... Oh! <laughs> So I'm going to be 43, y'all. If you're listening to the podcast, 43. get at me. So um, what are your hopes for 43? How you feel it? What are you thinking about? What's on your mind? Make it to 44. <laughs> that's, that's, how you get, that's how you get. You get older, you get no, that. I mean, like, I mean, I think you get to 44. No, I mean, I think I think that, um, I think I, like, so I played in an indoor soccer game a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I was able to man mark a 21-year-old who plays in Metro. Uh-oh. And uh, I remember our goalkeeper, who's the only person on the team that's older than, than, uh, than me, saying, man, great job on the kid and uh and so that's good i want to still be able to run with the keep youngins that, keep that um, i'm looking to run two marathons this year by that's the way it. uh by the way uh we will be talking more about this on the podcast but i'm going to be running uh to fundraise for casa de paz yes um, they provide uh services for immigrants affected by big time, and communities big affected by detention immigrant, really immigration detention. really important so uh get at us we'll um we'll be putting that link up and uh so i'll be doing the colfax marathon nice. for them and then i'll be finally running aspen valley Very supposed good. to run it last summer Injured my ankle, wasn't able to That's train. That's all right. So I start training in three weeks. There we go. And we go do Hey, you can join me. We'll see. Yeah. I might be on the bike. You might be on like, the bike. Like you could be a you could be a, bi- a bike pacer right there. <laughs> hey, some of the cyclists in the in the wheelchair like, yeah. oh my yeah. god, like, they are flying. Um but yeah, so it's gonna be my birthday. Oh, that's good. And I'm excited. Man. That's good. I'm excited. That's best news. Forty three. Forty three. I like for, I like the sound of forty three. Forty two was cool. That was my Jackie yes, Robinson Jackie birthday. Robinson year. Uh forty three I'm just I'm just happy about I'm a prime number again. There you uh, go. so that's cool. Only divisible by myself and that's one. It. That's it. Uh, so that's all good. <laughs> hey, if you can figure out what in the world that means, uh I'm my you own can, worst enemy. I'm my own <laughs> worst enemy and my own best friend. And my own best friend. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, um, so yeah. So happy early birthday. Thank you. But I I got you. We got something coming for you tomorrow. Okay. We got got some stuff coming for you. All right. I'm excited. Okay. So I can't take tomorrow off. Don't take the. (laughs) You know what? You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't take the day off on my birthday typically because it's usually the first day back. Yeah. But also because my wife ain't going to take the day off. And my kid ain't going to take the day off. So I'm going to sit at home with the dog. Um, and the dog. yeah, just me and the dog, and he can't even hear or see that much anymore, so he doesn't care. Hey, that's good, that's a testament to your family. He ain't worried. That's a testament that's to your true. family. That's true. Shout that's out true. to the fam. Shout like, out to the fam. I know some folks who are like, Oh man, that sounds perfect. A date just me and the dog, <laughs> exactly. I miss my family too much. There you man, go, for that's real. good. For that's real. good. So, if you're, if you're interested in um, learning more about restorative justice and its history, um, some of the information we drew from is from the Center for Justice and Reconciliation, uh, which does come out of the criminal justice system, um, but it's kind of, it's an interesting set of resources. And then, of course, shout out to, uh, to, to, I was going to say hashtag shot foundation, (laughs) Uh, at the, the shot foundation, 
Um, they've got amazing resources on restorative practices if you're looking to kind of do this. And get at us through social media um, yeah, as to, to how your you're kind of feeling about this. Yeah, what, um, what are you guys doing in your building? What are you doing? What works? What doesn't work? Um, and uh, what are some things you would say to a school that has three RJ coordinators? This is actually something that's a bit of a luxury. <laughs> yeah, um, it is. It actually is. You know, is. and maybe this could be something powerful. So I'm going to try to keep an open. That's one thing I'm trying to do in, in year 44. Yes. Is keep a more open 43. mind. 43. I get. You aren't 44 yet. No, I'm. This oh, is my oh, 43rd okay, year. Okay, I get what you're I'm saying. Moving, it's mathematics, I, I, sir. It's I got mathematics. you. I got you. I'm following so I, as I, you. All right, preach, brother. Preach. As I'm entering my 44th <laughs> year, um, I'm going to try not to stay mad at people. <laughs> try to like open my mind. Like nobody holds a grudge like me. Like I, you're good at that. I'm mad at people for stuff that they don't even remember happened. Um, <laughs> you, 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 and one of my former students who put it Oh my God! I know. <laughs> he, he still got this grudge. He's like sixth grade. Yep. I'm like. Bro, it's just you, like you are a freshman in high school. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> you still mad about this? It's wild. Grade. It's wild. I mean, it's like how do you? How do you but so, so I'm gonna work on that. Um, how do I maintain my principles while not burning every single bridge I've ever crossed? So, shout out to your daughter for being patient. Yeah, for this she's whole thing. Been very good. She's out in the hall now. I think she's had enough. I think I think she's ready. Yeah, she's ready. Um, so so hey, you know where to get at us, right? Uh, at Two Dope Teachers on Twitter, on Instagram, we're we're at over 800 followers over on Twitter. 800. Let's try to make it a thousand by yes. the next time we we. That would uh, be great. And we love y'all in the Twitterverse. Uh, yes. tw- Twitter is the best. It's so amazing. Uh, those of you who follow us on Instagram, thank you for all the follows there. Facebook, you can email us. We've we've actually gotten emails. We have. Past. Yeah, we got one about the book club that we'll be starting up. Yes. Uh, we need to get on that. We need to get on that. Get on that. Shout out Haley. Shout uh, out Haley for helping us out on that. So uh, for Kevin Adams, I am Gerardo Munoz. We are encouraging you today as you go back to work. If you're not yes, back at work, not yet. As you go back when into I was at work. the game on Saturday, I heard this one teacher, and he was saying, "Oh, well, tomorrow on Monday, it's just it's just teachers, yeah. And then uh, then kids come in the next day, so it's a nice easy. Nah, we're, I'm like, I love our district. They were like, we're just like, you know, that was a negotiation tactic. Yep. They were like, we're gonna give you okay if you guys give us this day, <laughs> it's a work day, That's and, exactly and we, it. they were negotiating. They were like, yep, wait a minute, yep." yep. Wait, we gotta come back on a Friday? And yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now everybody's back. Everybody's back right now, today. They're here. Let's go. Uh, so just wanna remind you to stay encouraged. You got this. Don't let this feel bigger than it is. Uh, you are a great teacher. You've been doing this at least the first half of the year. You can do another half, right? That's it. That's um, it. And, and just remember that today, tomorrow, end of the semester, as always, we want y'all to stay dope. dope.